Hey, welcome back to the JRM Sydney podcast. This is part three of our recently concluded virtual family camp, Messages on His Kingdom Comes. And we'd like to invite you as well to this whole month of October as we continue to dig deeper and grow in our understanding and revelation of the the gospel of the kingdom of God and His return. We pray that these messages will continue to empower you and bless you. And please don't forget to share this podcast to bless others. And also visit our Facebook page, JRM Sydney, and our website, jrmsydney.com, for more information. I hope that you will enjoy this message. And let's welcome today our very special guest speaker, Pastor David Fernandez from Calvary Worship Center in Melbourne, one of our great mentors and partners in the ministry. I hope that you will be blessed. God bless you. Good morning, church. Jesus Reigns Ministries in Sydney, Australia. I'm sad that I couldn't be with you all today, but we are one in heart and we are one in spirit. And uh, our challenges are equal at this context and point in time. And your pastor, whom I respect and admire a lot, gave me the theme for what you are doing over in Sydney. From the book of Revelation, chapter 11, verse 15. His kingdom comes. And uh, I have titled my message, Living the Kingdom Life in the midst of a pandemic. And the question that some people might ask us is, can you truly live a kingdom life in a midst of a crisis? We just heard on Victorian news this morning that Victoria has over 1,100 plus cases. And politicians in their own strength and power have to come to the realization that they are limited. And you know, over the last few months, weeks, uh, politicians from various parts of this land have made different statements of victory. And sometimes it hasn't always worked out in the way they wanted it to. But for you and I who live in a kingdom world, understand fully the dynamic of the kingdom and how the kingdom operates. And yes, it is possible to live kingdom-minded in a broken, fallen world in the midst of everything that is happening, not just in our nation, but beyond a pandemic in the nations of the world. It is possible for us to live by faith in perilous times. In the book of 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, 
the writer tells us that in the last days perilous times will come. And I am convinced in my own heart that in some way these times are upon us. Let us turn to the book of Revelation chapter 11 verse 15 to 19. Then the seventh angel sounded and there were loud voices in heaven. Seven is the number of completion. And the kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ. And he will reign forever and ever. And the 24 elders who sat on their thrones before God fell on their faces and worshipped him. Saying, we give you thanks, Lord God Almighty, the one who is and who was, because you have taken your great power and have begun to reign. And the nations were enraged, and your wrath has come. And the time came for the dead to be judged, and the time to reward your bondservants, the prophets and the saints and those who fear your name, the small and great, and to destroy those who destroy the earth. And the temple of God which is in heaven was opened, and the ark of the covenant appeared in his temple. <coughs> And there were flashes of lightning and sounds and peals of thunder and the earthquake and a great hailstorm. This portion of scripture talks about the ushering in of the kingdom of God that Jesus promised. But in order to live kingdom minded in challenging and perilous times, we need to go back to the book of Matthew, chapter 24, and look at the words of Jesus when he spoke to his disciples. Then Jesus left the temple area and was going on his way when his disciples came up to a point, point out the temple buildings to him, and he responded and said to them, do you not see all these things? Truly I say to you, not one stone here will be left upon another which will not be torn down. Jesus is speaking prophetically about the destruction of the temple that took place 70 AD. And as he was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, tell us, when will these things happen? And what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? And that's a question that has confused a lot of Christians. But as you read through God's word and you allow the Holy Spirit to illuminate truth to your life, you might get some indicators of where we are positioned in God's timeline in relation to his second coming. Now a lot of others focus on just the second coming and, and I'm going to just sit in a corner and tell my prayers and read my Bible in fear and trepidation till Jesus returns. That's not his expectancy for us. Before he left this earth, he gave us a mandate to take the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and to share it with those who need to know him. 
And Jesus answered and said to them, verse 4, See to it that no one misleads you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and they will mislead many people. And today we see an increase of false prophets and teaching that is outside the context of scripture. There are others who take one truth or stream of truth and preach it to the extreme, sending their church into imbalance, spiritually speaking. There is an increase of false cults and cultish teachers where the focus of the ministry is on an individual and not on the person of Jesus. So Jesus wants us not to be misled. Number two, signpost, you will be hearing of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed, for these things must take place, but that is not yet the end. And now, you know, when we look across the spectrum of the universe, we see many, many regions and nations at war with each other. So much so that many people don't even pay attention and just change the news channel. But Jesus is telling us these are signposts. What is a signpost? It is a marker that sets the direction we are to go. A signpost helps articulate the structure of a route so that we don't get lost. And when you and I are on a journey, we have to focus on the signposts so that we don't move in the opposite direction. There are three views of the kingdom that the Bible talks about, and I'm going to touch on it briefly. The first one is the ethical view. That simply means this, when you and I come into the kingdom of God through faith in Christ and repentance of sin, we start living righteously. We are righteous in God's eyes, that's true, through the work of the cross. But there is an outpouring of a desire to live a righteous life and do things in line with the word of God that are pleasing in the sight of God. The second view of the kingdom is the experiential view. That is that he comes to live and reign in your heart. And so when we are citizens of the kingdom, not only are we called to live righteously, we are also called to be instruments of the kingdom, taking the message of the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and sharing it with those who need to know him. We can look around at the brokenness as a consequence of the pandemic and reach out 
to people who are less fortunate than we are, so that through our lives and witness, we can make a difference in theirs. So Jesus said, see that you are not alarmed. These things must take place. For nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. And the next sign or the marker is there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. And it is very, very interesting. And I've got this statistic here from the United States Geological Survey Center. The world saw 13,654 quakes of magnitude four and above in 2020. So once again, as some of you may know, we experienced an earthquake in Victoria. And the whole, whole house I was in was shaking. So we recognize that we live in unprecedented times. But Jesus says in verse 8, all these things are merely the beginning of birth pains. And, and, he, and he's referring to a, 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 a woman, the church is a woman, the, the pain of before you bring forth a child. These are birth pangs. Then the fifth signpost. They will hand you over to tribulation and kill you and you will be hated by nations because of my name. There is such an anti-Jewish sentiment universally in the world today. Once again, that is a fulfillment of prophecy. And at that time, many will fall away. So there is also going to be an accompanying period of apostasy. And some statistics in Western churches reveal that a large percentage of people are leaving the church like never before. And many false prophets will arise, mislead many. Verse 12, and lawlessness will increase because most people's love will become cold. But the one who endures to the end is the one who will be saved. Finally, he says, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in the whole world as a witness to all the nations and then will the end come. Unreached people groups have now diminished to 6,825. Where 20 years or plus years ago, they were around 30,000. So in the midst of all this confusion and chaos, God is establishing his rule and reign at the present time through the message of the gospel as men and women come to Christ in a way like never before. So in order to navigate these times, we need a deeper understanding of how the kingdom works so that we can respond positively. And I want to look at a scripture which I feel is very, very contemporary. In the book of 1 Chronicles, chapter 12, verse 32, it talks about a, a group called the Sons of Issachar, about 200 leaders, who had understanding of the times, 
to know what Israel ought to do. The word understanding there simply means this discernment, they had wisdom, they had knowledge of the context in which they were in. They were, there was a period of transition in the kingdom of Israel and God was moving Saul out and bringing David in. And so they knew how to respond to times of transition. And I would call these men who were crisis leadership ready. The sons of Issachar understood the times. They moved prophetically and they acted inspirationally to make David king of Israel. And my friends, if you are listening to me this morning, I believe that all of us have a prophetic voice and a responsibility to take time and slow down to listen to the word of God and draw inspiration and strength from it so that we can live out our life purpose and hasten the coming of the kingdom of God here on earth. They also spoke with one voice to the people under them. And here is another important truth I want to bring to your church this morning. In times of crisis, everybody has an opinion on how to fix the problem. But I would suggest you leave the ultimate decision in the hands of your leadership. The leadership of a church and the pastor of a church is God's point man. And God can impart wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to speak direction and purpose through him. Now, many of us come from Asian cultures. And we all have an opinion on how to run a church. But nobody is willing to get their hands dirty bend down and actually do it. Our voices must not only become prophetic, they must become united in purpose and direction. In Revelation 11 verse 15, it says, their voices were louder. There were loud voices in heaven saying, the kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord. You know, it is so easy to listen, so easy to listen to all the noise and get negative. I personally don't watch too much of news broadcasts because there is nothing inspirational for me to listen to. I am very careful whose voice, even in the kingdom of God, I give attention to, because there is a lot of mixed messages out there, even on Christian social media. The pandemic is real. We can't deny that. But the indications or markers of his second coming are equally real. 
And so the sons of Issachar, the 200 of them, provided leadership when it was needed most. They took up arms and were ready to battle on behalf of David. They spoke with a united voice. And today as a church in Sydney, Australia, you need to not only just know your purpose, but speak with one united voice so that you can impact the places that God has positioned you in personally and corporately. But you know, my friends, experience has taught me this, that it is easy to do battle for yourself. And yet God wants you to unite and fight a battle on behalf of Jesus reigns Sydney so that you can have impact and make yourself known not just for being known but so that through your life and ministry and the vision that God has given you all together you can make impact. So on the one hand, the kingdom that Jesus spoke about is a future event. That's an eschatological sense. And on one hand, it is a present reality. As you and I interact with people on a day-to-day -day basis, we introduce them to the person of Christ and they too come into the kingdom. So it's a present reality. The Davidic kingdom was limited and flawed, but the kingdom that Jesus espoused at his return will be one of glory, greatness, honor, and splendor. Because as that temple was opened and the ark or the covenant appeared, there were flashes of lightning, sounds, thunder, earthquake, and a great hailstorm. Because God was in the midst. So in terms of current events, the pandemic, I would recommend you look beyond that. You look at the universe from a broader canvas. And see the working of God in every part of his created world, which are indicative of his preparation to return. And like the wise virgins, we be prepared ourselves. But not only that, not only do we live with a great sense of expectancy of Christ's return, but we participate in the expansion of the kingdom which will precipitate that return. So we live like the sons of Issachar with a deep sense of understanding of our times as we await the king of kings and the lord of lords knowing that he will bring justice, judgment and righteousness. And we build our own spiritual immune system to safeguard our own faith 
and we don't fall away through the turbulence. Number four, I have more points, somebody said, like a, than a porcupine. We refuse to be silenced. Even when our freedoms are taken away by political entities and politicians, we still maintain our voice like John the Baptist did in the wilderness. John chapter 1 verse 23 says, Make straight the way of the Lord because we are preparing for his coming. We live still in a day of grace, like in the days of Noah. But we are also conscious and we warn people with wisdom that there is an impending judgment that will eventually come upon the unrighteous because God says so. So our messages cannot be user-friendly and grace-oriented only. John 1 verse 17 says, we have to preach a message of grace and truth. The proper balance is important. And we've got to remind people that sin will be punished. And yet, God is willing to show them a way out. The purpose we gather together is not just to have a good time and bless each other and, and you know, talk about the good old days, but to understand that the life mission of the church is of uttermost priority to him. That's the reality. And Jesus said, this gospel on the kingdom shall be preached in the whole world as a testimony. And then will the end come. Not that it might be done, not that it may be done, it will be done. So I would encourage you to harness whatever talent, gifting, technology that is available to you to take this message of God's redemptive plan for humanity. And invite people to come into that kingdom. That is the mission of the local church. And unfortunately, we have got so insulated trying to develop our own faith and there's nothing wrong with that. But we have often failed to take the deposit of faith that the Holy Spirit has placed in our own lives and dispense that faith and grace to those who need to know him. So as we conclude this morning, I want to pray with you. I want to ask God not only to give you the grace to navigate these perilous times, but I want to ask God to give you the divine enabling to discover your life purpose, your mission in life. Because the responsibility of hastening his kingdom is dependent on you. Shall we pray?
I want to speak to those of you who are Christians first. And say, Lord Jesus, help me understand the times like the sons of Isaac. Help me be part of what you desire to do in this church that you have planted me in. Help me, almighty God, discover purpose and meaning to life. Help me look beyond COVID. Because when I do that, COVID will lose its power to influence me negatively. I pray, almighty God, that I would renew my passion, not just to know you, but to introduce you to those who don't. Now you may also be here this morning and listening to me as a guest or visitor and, and you, you, you stand outside the kingdom. There is no middle ground there. You're either in or you're out. And this morning I do not want to close this meeting without you giving you that opportunity to enter into the kingdom that Jesus espoused and spoke about. And all you need to do is just pray with me. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sin and come to know you and acknowledge you as my Savior and Lord. I have been a religious person and yet I lacked this personal relationship with you. And so today, through faith in Christ and repentance of sin, I enter into that kingdom and become your child. And I now know through that faith, I will navigate these perilous times because you have promised to be with me. Continue God to manifest grace in my life journey, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you and God bless you.